Hello, my friend. Welcome. I am Sam Goldsmith, and this is Number Slay Type A for women who slay at some things and suck at others. Today, we are talking all things boundaries, and I have titled this podcast Boundaries, Feast or Famine, four areas to get clear when it comes to your unique boundaries. I've named this podcast Feast or Famine because my own personal experience and the experiences of a lot of clients that I've worked with is that this feast or famine concept applies to how they uh, implement their boundaries and how they actually enforce them in their lives. So some people are just naturally lucky. Um, They have a natural affinity to setting really good boundaries and they find it really easy to maintain those. Most of us, on the other hand, including myself, are not so lucky and definitely we all have areas where we are really good at setting boundaries and upholding them and other areas where we could really improve or we're not quite as good as those other ones. This is particularly important related to self-care and really the basis of why I wanted to share this in a podcast two things that are really necessary to help us bring in appropriate boundaries and boundaries that support and enhance our lives are giving ourselves permission to actually um, put ourselves first and to make self-care a priority. So a lot of times when we give ourselves or we're looking at giving ourselves permission, things like fear, guilt, self-doubt, shame, All of those awful um, feelings can start to come up because we might have been conditioned throughout our lives that um, it's not appropriate for us to do that. And this is why it's so critical that we make self-care a priority. So we need to give ourselves permission to put ourselves first and to set boundaries that enhance and uplift us in our lives. For me, um, this comes up big time when I first started to realize that I couldn't say no with a full stop. So things that I would notice myself doing would be really offering reasons and justifications for why I was saying no. And actually, when I was working as a nurse, I noticed this a lot when people used to call in sick. Um, They would say, oh, hi, I'm just ringing to call in sick for my shift and then go on to a big explanation of what's wrong with them, disclosing all kinds of personal details or awful body functions that we don't need to know about um, as reasons and justifications for why they couldn't come to work that day when legally, ethically, energetically and morally, they only actually need to say, I'm not able to come today because I'm sick uh, and I'll need to take sick leave full stop. That's it. No need to say any of the rest of it. Um, And I noticed myself that I would start offering these reasons and justifications in relation to other areas. As I started thinking about it in the context of the sick leave, I started noticing all these other areas of my life where I would do that also. And after having many discussions with this, with women in my coaching practice about setting up boundaries and initiating and enforcing boundaries, I started to realize that there's really two main concerns that come up for most women when either setting or initiating or changing boundaries comes into play. The first one is not wanting to come across as being a bitch. That is actually just a fear of being judged. Society um, can make us think that exerting our opinions or saying no or prioritizing ourselves makes us a bitch or we come across um, self-important or stuck up. But underneath all of that, it's always just a fear of being judged. 
The second thing is a fear of missing out. And this is massive for um, myself and for other type A's that are going to be listening to this um, podcast. And fear of missing out is always driven by that, just that fear, some kind of fear. And it might be um, fear that somebody else is going to get the client if you say no, or fear that you're going to be um, exposed as uh, not really knowing everything that you report to know, or fear that um, you might miss an opportunity for an advancement in your job, fear that um, if you don't take action, then it's going to be too late, late later. So some kind of fear of missing out. These are the two concerns. So one being a bitch, um, which is actually just a fear of being judged, or number two, fear of missing out. And um, whatever the fear driver is, that's related to that um, missing out. So the interesting thing is society, I guess, conditions us as women, and a lot of you will recall hearing these kind of messages maybe from your parents or during your upbringing, um, that we should be nice or we should be kind or um, we should be giving and sharing and generous and it's really a misperception that we then associate doing any of those things with um, not being able to maintain our own personal boundaries or setting boundaries that are appropriate for us as individuals. The literature would tell us that there's different classifications of boundaries um, and if you look at this, you can go into, you know, there's, there's a whole psychology around setting boundaries and there's workshops and, you know, there's all that kind of stuff. And you'll see repeatedly throughout the text that people describe boundaries as either being rigid, porous or healthy. So rigid in that's kind of very stiff and very staunch and you have set parameters and that's how it has to be and you won't accept any deviation from that to porous. I always think of porous like when I went to the hairdressers and they'd talk about my hair colour and say whether people had porous hair or not or I had porous hair and I'd be thinking, what does that mean? Does it mean it takes on colour or does it, um, does it not take up colour? Anyway, it actually means that it, um, it absorbs or it takes on. So it, in this context, <clears throat> excuse me, porous boundaries would be around um, letting other people's energies or opinions or... Um, uh, kind of closenesses with others really infiltrate normal boundaries that we should have for ourselves. That can also be um, flexibility or increased flexibility or permeability. So you might have an idea in place about how you think something should go, but then someone else um, says something or does something or behaves in a certain way and you kind of let that seep through the wall of your boundary into making um, the situation different or you changing and actually not acting in accordance with the boundary that you had originally intended. And then we have healthy boundaries. So healthy boundaries are obviously what, we, um, what we're all striving for, but they can, be, um, they can be different for different people. And I think that it's important, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that it's important that we recognize that we all float within those 
um, categories at different times in our lives and even with different people or under different circumstances. And I don't think that we can be a person of excellent boundaries or a person of um, poor boundaries or a person of very porous boundaries just generically across our whole lives because there will always be areas where we can do something really um, well and really consistently and it's kind of like a non-negotiable so much so that it's just embedded in our daily functioning you don't even have to think about it and then there's other areas where we really struggle to maintain that personal standard that we would like to um, have for ourselves so in practical terms I wanted to talk about four areas that you to get clear um, that will really help to set us on a, on track for having some healthy boundaries, being able to maintain them and feeling good about it because we only want to set these things if it's going to enhance our lives and help us to experience more of what we want and less of what we don't want. So these four areas, um, you'll often find that other things will just fit into them I might slot into these areas in categories and I don't want to go through setting boundaries, you know, for every single distinct area of life because you can definitely do that. And um, it is good to have ideas about that for yourself coming from your own values and your own beliefs. Um, but these are kind of four broad areas. So the first one is about physical boundaries. Physical boundaries, this can come up um, as kind of like a, a, a duh, this is so obvious. Yes, we need to have physical boundaries around our personal space or around our body. So we don't let strangers just grope us in the street or um, we don't let people get right up into our face when they're talking to us. Those are kind of common, straightforward boundaries. And actually, some of those boundaries can be a real struggle for people. It's not, for, it's not a struggle for me personally, but I actually have to remember that for some people, it is really difficult to maintain a personal physical boundary and ask somebody not to get into their physical space or to come so close to them when they're talking or to, you know, stand up above them when they're talking to them. So it's important to be mindful that what isn't, what is, isn't an issue for us might be a very big issue for someone else and that everybody's personal struggle should be honoured. So space and body um, boundaries related to physical. Physical can also include distance boundaries. And this is kind of what I'm more interested in because this is about distancing ourselves and even physically removing ourselves from situations. This might be something that you're already exploring or it might be the first time that you're hearing about this. And I actually think that physically removing yourself um, is, a, is quite a hard boundary to maintain because it could be perceived as being rude in your family or it could bring up a lot of um, social issues for you in your groups. Um, there's various things that can happen when we start to look at enforcing distance or um, removing ourselves type boundaries. So as an example, you might have a boundary where you actually physically remove yourself from situations that pull you out of alignment or that are not aligned with the goals and values that you have set for yourself. Second one to get clear, a second area to get clear is um, our words, boundaries around words. And at the very basic, the simple, most basic um, word for initiating boundaries is no. And added to that, I want to add the no with a full stop. So no with no need to explain, 
no need to justify, no need to actually give any more information than that you've said no, or if you want to, only ever if you want to offer any other comment or explanation. We can create boundaries with our words in, <clears throat> sorry, I'm just going to take a drink, just one second. <coughs> Sorry about that, guys. So we can create boundaries with our words um, and using our language to help to reinforce and um, well, establish and to reinforce our, our, our own boundaries. Third one, third area to get clear is time. Time is actually our most precious resource. And time and time and time again in my own life, this is where I get challenged with my boundaries. And time and time again with my clients, this is where I see them getting challenged with their boundaries and the most gray areas occurring. So having some really um, bespoke and personal boundaries around our time is critical. And then the fourth area to get clear on is our energy or our emotional boundaries. So whatever it is that we um, intend, we need to let our behavior speak for us, not our words. We can't say one thing and then go and do another and think that that boundary is going to be articulated to the other person or to the situation. So when you decide that you're going to start to enforce a boundary or you're going to start to review or check in with how your boundaries are going, you will notice that people will start to push all of your buttons. This is especially the case when you've made that energetic decision to erect or enforce a specific boundary. So like everything that we bring our attention to, we start to analyze it and it can start to amp up. So we might notice that there's little challenges that are popping up, that there's um, other people being activated in, in response to how we're exerting our authority around our own boundaries. And also that other fears and doubts and personal development stuff might start coming up and might come to the surface because people have been triggered or situations have triggered us into a new stage of personal development or growth. So my advice is just to expect that, to know it's going to happen, to not get derailed or disappointed or upset or anything else like that when it happens, to recognize it and just see that it's a natural step on the path to initiating your new boundaries or reinforcing your unique boundaries and just embrace it, accept that it's part of it and that it's part of um, personal growth. So here is a real namaste element to bring to this. Nobody, no matter what anybody says, can set your boundaries for you. They are uniquely yours and you don't need to explain them. You don't need to justify them or you, and you don't need to compromise them. And you can always change your mind. So this is critical because sometimes we think that, especially if we've done work on something, we've been, you know, working on it, we've been processing things, we've come to a conclusion that feels really good, then we feel like we have to stick to that now because that's where the work, um, where we ended up after the work. But we can always change our mind and it's completely fine to change our mind. It doesn't devalue us. It doesn't devalue the work that we've done. It doesn't do anything except connect us more into our heart space and our alignment and our connection to following our 
impulses of what's the best thing for us to do in any given moment. So these boundaries should be heart directed and in alignment to the life that we're creating for ourselves and to our personal values. So as an example, one thing I used to struggle with a lot myself is I used to find myself in situations where I'd be talking to somebody and they would make some sort of really inappropriate comment. And because I'm really into social issues and I love social justice and um, traveling around the world and hearing about all different cultures and really getting into the juice of what um, cultures are about, this particular thing used to come up for me a lot around um, people using really inappropriate racist language or socially um, inappropriate language. And I used to find myself just kind of listening to them and just feigning a smile as really not to make them, them feel uncomfortable or me feel uncomfortable or that situation in general be more uncomfortable. And yes, I do enact physical boundaries. Like I actually remove myself from conversations like that because I just don't see them as any, in any way beneficial for me to um, participate in. So often I will do that. But when I, when I'm um, when I started noticing this, and what I, when I used to find myself in these situations, it would usually be um, maybe like at a work thing or at a family thing, at a dinner or something like that, and people would be making these comments, and I kind of noticed myself just feigning a smile and kind of going <laughs> yes, and you know, just trying to direct the conversation somewhere else. Um, so that it didn't cause a fight or make that situation tense. And what I realized is that I had been conditioned during my upbringing to do that because I was always taught not to cause trouble. So saying something that initiated a reaction from someone or a fight, um, that might be something that was deemed to be causing trouble. And this is key, actually, I think, in relation to talking about a lot of the issues that I work with women in my clinic related to um, to type A personalities particularly is that people often think that if you're willing to confront a situation or you're willing to say something that needs to be said that you thrive on confrontation or that you enjoy um, having difficult communication or even that you're argumentative or it might even you might even have been told that you're a bitch or um, something like that anyway. But I noticed that those, um, those things come up where people actually think that you enjoy that. So, you know, as a high achieving, successful woman or a very competent woman in that particular area, people might say, oh, you're always so confident, you're always so calm, you're always, um, you know, you always speak up, you just find it so easy. And I really want people to know that that isn't often how we feel. It's 99.9% .9 of the time not how we feel. Our desire to deliver the communication or to resolve the situation or to move forward outweighs our uncomfortableness at not saying it. But we don't get up in the morning thinking that we thrive on confrontation and that we want to go and confront people and get in arguments and prove our point or something like that. It's just not the case. So for me personally, I had this conditioning that... Um, I shouldn't say things because I, I, I shouldn't try and cause trouble. And then that was reinforced over my life where I did um, have those communications or conversations and people in my family would say things to me that made me feel like 
mentioning um, mentioning things like that would make me seem like I was a confrontational or um, argumentative person. So I'd be at this table and people would be making these comments and I'd go <laughs> and just try and move on to the next thing um, because I didn't want to go into that um, painful side that I just mentioned. The really frustrating thing is that I would then go home and I would beat myself up for not actually saying something. And I'd beat myself up about it because I knew that what they were saying was wrong and knew that it was out of alignment with my values. And I knew that if I didn't say something, that I was just as bad as the person who was saying it. And that used to make me feel bad about myself. So I'd felt bad being in the conversation. I'd felt bad listening to the conversation. And then I felt bad because I didn't respond in a way that was in alignment to my values. And it wasn't um, serving me in any way. And I was actually putting the comfort of that person or the people who were there above the comfort of, of myself and my own um, personal alignment. So I guess... Um, to finish off, I know we've, oh, maybe we've got a little bit more time. Okay. So I guess a takeaway message that I wanted to share today is that we can't really go through life and create a list or schedule or make a spreadsheet or have a defined way that we respond to every single boundary in every single circumstance all the time. All of these things are going to, just like everything in our lives, they're going to evolve, they're going to emerge, they're going to grow and change just as we do. But we can start to um, have a look at them and to look at some areas to set some either broad parameters for ourselves or address some areas that are really coming up as um as issues for us in our lives. So if you're a woman who is uh, working in your own business, you might relate to, actually, it's not just about working in your own business. Let's talk about that one first. So if you're working in your own business, a boundary that might be coming up or a boundary that's being pushed that might be um, surfacing in your business might be around people not respecting your time. And again, this can come back to the reasons why you stray from it might be because you don't want to come across as being a bitch or you don't want to miss out on something um, related to your business growth or some new um, projects coming in or whatever. But it might be um, a case of people not respecting your time. So above everything else, you might decide that working on a time boundary is a really important thing for you to do at that moment. I do this frequently and I have to really, um, really coach myself, I guess, to keep going back into my business and keep redefining where I can um, put more time boundaries in place and where I can be re more respectful of my own time so that I can offer more to people in, um, in the work that I do. Because when our boundaries are not respected, we usually fall into... Um, resentment and so that is not something that we want to be really it's not a state we want to be into ourselves it's not a state that we want to express to our clients or our customers it's not a um, state that we want to express to our loved ones or to other people in our lives and that resentment can really arise because we are acting out of alignment or out of accordance with the values that we have set for ourselves or the inner guidance that our heart is offering us um, in relation to what we should be doing in that situation. And resentment is 
not a nice place to be and it's not personally healthy at all. So you might decide, uh, oh, sorry, this might show up to you, say, in a business situation where you have a client, let's say you're a coach and you have a client who has a one-hour appointment with you but then sends you a thousand emails or a thousand text messages and they or they extend their appointment so you can't get off the phone to them or they won't hop, hop out of your office or whatever it is and that um, client over time becomes a person that you actually start to feel resentment towards because you think oh god this person's going to do this or that client's difficult or you know all these other feelings that come up when actually that client is just triggering an area for us to work on in relation to either our personal or our professional boundaries because it's never about them or what they're doing. It's always just about us and what we're doing and how we can set those boundaries better for ourselves so that that situation doesn't happen and that we don't actually feel anything about it. We don't feel bad about it. We don't feel great about it. We actually just feel neutral because there's no... There's no act that we've performed. It's just that that's a boundary and that's how we operate in that area of our lives. So you might decide that, you know, time is a, is a um, boundary that you prioritise wanting to work on. So to finish off today, <clears throat> I'm just going to ask you just to consider what is one area in your life right now that could really use with a boundary or use a boundary realignment. Now, if something just popped into your mind as soon as I said that, <clears throat> that's the thing to stick with. That's the thing to choose. So whatever it is, even if it seemed insignificant, it might have been something that was really significant like scheduling in your business or it might have been something really basic like asking somebody not to have their dog pee on your lawn. Whatever it is um, that just popped into your mind as I said that, go with that one first. Let your spirit be your guide to what to work on first. And if you really, really didn't have any, um, any intuition come through in that moment that, and you're not sure what would be a good thing to work on, then I'll ask you to think about what area or what am I tolerating right now in my life or what keeps coming up that if I really did some boundary work on, it would make a big difference to how I feel or um, to, to my time. So if you didn't have an intuitive thought pop in at that moment, just think about now, what's something that you're really tolerating in your life that's not working or something that keeps coming up that would make a big difference if you just worked on that one factor, that one um, boundary. And from that, choose just one action that you can put into place. Again, let your intuition guide you. So choosing one action, if something just bang popped in, go with that, follow your intuition, let your spirit be your guide. What is one action that you could put into place right now that would make a big difference um, in relation to that boundary? So as an example, you might have just a really simple thing or it could be something bigger that you're ready to work on. But as a simple thing, one boundary related to your time might be you're only going to check emails at a certain time of the day. So if your life is being overwhelmed right now with responding to emails or text messages or Facebook messages and um, you know, that's creating a lot of activity for you and it's derailing you from the activities or the projects that you're 
focused on or you're working on, a really simple boundary to enforce right now could be, I'm only going to check my email at such and such a time. If the way your business is structured or your life is structured is that you feel like you need to do it more than that, maybe do it at two times. So something that I initiated a while ago was checking my email at um, 9am and checking it again at 7pm. And that was what I used to do. Because I have an international business, I felt that I needed to um, have some hours that were outside normal business hours in my hometown. So that's a simple action you might do. Again, don't let me derail you. If your intuition guided you to something straight away, when I said choose just one area or one action, um, let that one be, be your guide. If you're ready to work on something bigger um, or something a little bit more challenging, there might be something that you're doing right now that you really know that you shouldn't be doing, that you don't want to be doing, that's not filling your heart with joy, that's making you feel like, oh, I've got to do that thing again. I challenge you to have a look at that and see if there's a boundary that you can put in place there. Perhaps it's that you just actually don't want to do that thing anymore or perhaps it's infiltrating into another area where you have boundaries um, coming up that are being compromised in relation to your time or your values. So something bigger might be looking at somewhere in your life where you're just really feeling that gut or that heart, mm, I don't want to do it or I don't, I don't like it. Maybe it's a client that you don't want to work with anymore. Maybe it's an action that you're feeling obliged to do or a commitment that you made a long time ago that was good at that time, but it's not serving you anymore and it's not enhancing your life. So that's it. That's episode three, uh, boundaries, feast or famine, four areas to get clear when it comes to uh, implementing or enhancing your unique boundaries. I thank you so much for listening in and I wish you all the light and love in the world. And I say just go out there and uh, namaste the shit out of every good thing that you want in your life for those you love and in your world and I will see you next week. Talk soon.